This Shabbat, we begin the book of Exodus. Joseph and his brothers have died, and the generations that have come after them, Pharaoh does not remember them. All he sees are the threat of the Israelite people, who despite their harsh enslavement, seem to continue to multiply and grow by the thousands. So Pharaoh tells the midwives, Shifra and Pua, when you are delivering the baby of a Hebrew woman, if it is a boy, kill him, and if it is a girl, let her live. But the Torah tells us that Shifra and Pua, the two midwives, feared God, v'tirecha et ha'elohim, and they did not do what Pharaoh had commanded them. They saved the boys' lives instead. And when Pharaoh confronted the midwives, what's going on? Why are all these Hebrew boys surviving? They explained, the Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are lively. They deliver their babies before the midwives can even get there to determine if it's a boy or a girl. Shifra and Pua are the first characters in Exodus to speak out against Pharaoh. In a society in which Pharaoh was considered divine, these two women possessed the discernment to know what was morally right and the courage to act on it. The midwives' disobedience is described with an idiom that we haven't seen before in the Torah thus far. They feared God. Using the verb form instead of yirat Adonai, but they literally, they feared God, conveys the sense of a moral act as opposed to just an adjective or a way of being. The Torah also describes Shifra and Pua as miyaldot ha'ivriot. And the phrase is a little unclear because it's in smichut, because it's two, two words next to each other combined. It could either mean Hebrew midwives, so they were midwives who were ethnically Hebrews, or it could mean that they were the midwives of the Hebrew women, right? That they themselves were Egyptian, but they were, I don't know, you know, like they specialized, like an OBGYN, they specialized in Hebrew women. So several commentators argue that the ambiguity, this difference between are they Hebrew or are they Egyptian, is deliberate. That in essence, we don't know which people they belong to because their particular form of moral courage transcends nationality and race. In essence, they were being asked to commit a crime against humanity by Pharaoh, and they refused to do it. Shifra and Pua were Hebrew or Egyptian, we will never know, but when one is resisting oppression like they did, nationality does not ultimately matter. The chief rabbi of England, who's since retired, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, teaches that the story of Shifra and Pua is the first recorded instance of civil disobedience. Shifra and Pua, by refusing to obey an immoral order, redefined the moral imagination of the world. Their act of defiance impacted the entire people and ultimately allowed for the birth of future Jewish leaders like Aaron and Moses, who in turn ensured the redemption of the Israelites from slavery. The Talmud teaches in Shabbat, whoever is able to protest against the transgressions of his own family and does not do so is held responsible for the sins of his family. 
Whoever is able to protest against the transgressions of the people in his community and does not do so, he is held responsible for the sins of his community. And whoever is able to protest against the transgressions of the entire world and does not do so, he is held responsible for the sins of the entire world. In his letter from Birmingham jail in 1963, Dr. Martin Luther King writes something very similar to the Talmud. Moreover, I am cognizant of the interrelatedness of all communities and states. I cannot sit idly by in Atlanta and not be concerned about what happens in Birmingham. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. Never again can we afford to live with the narrow, provincial, outside agitator idea. Anyone who lives inside the United States can never be considered an outsider anywhere within its bounds. It seems fitting that we are reading this Torah portion, that we're reading Shemot on the Shabbat before Martin Luther King Day. Their messages clearly overlap. When we treat people differently because of their skin, because of their color, because of their gender or religion, we are making the same mistake that Pharaoh did. But when we stand up for the rights of others, when we fear God and exhibit a sense of morality, we are being like Shifra and Pua in the story. While the injustices may not always impact us directly, they may not be our baby boys. We cannot ignore them. Whoever is able to protest against the transgressions of the entire world and does not do so, he is held responsible for the sins of the entire world. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Today we recognize that oppression exists in all forms, in America and throughout the world, that we're not finished with the fight. And it is our responsibility as Jews to learn from the example of Shifra and Pua in Exodus, to, seek, to speak out, to fear God, and to save those who are in danger. As Pirkei Avot teaches, Lo alecha hamlecha ligmor, v'lo atza ben chorin l'chibatel mimena. It is not up to you to complete the work, but you, may not, but you may not ignore it either. So on this Shabbat, as we read Shemot and as we celebrate Martin Luther King Day, may we be like Shifra and Pua, the Hebrew midwives. May we find the strength to stand up to the oppressors of the world, to all of the pharaohs in whatever form they take. And may we work to make the world a slightly better place than when we entered it. Shabbat Shalom. We continue now on.